You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Leap to Fame's clear and it's the third derby for the Queensland. A leap to Fame, what a display and a great drive. Leap to Fame has won it. Yeah, I said in the first hour, I think the wheels are in motion, are turning at least, getting people to, to think about a possible match race. It'd be fantastic with Leap to Fame and uh, Captain Ravishing come 2023. Chris Barsby, good morning to you, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Why not? Let's try for it. Yeah, absolutely. They're the two biggest names in the sport right now. Uh, and they've got history. They've raced against each other three times. The score's 2-1 in favour of Leap to Fame. So let's see uh, Let's see if this can happen. Go head-to-head, match race, put some big money up for grabs and see who comes out on top and takes bragging rights. All right, so with Leap to Fame, we understand that he's going to start trialling in March. They're so probably ready to race around April in Queensland next year. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I would say so, Steve. Um, obviously, they've got an eye on the prize, which is going to be the local prize of the, uh, the Tab Constellations, July next year. The Rising Sun's the obvious target there. And then they're also keeping a, a very close eye on the uh, the Eureka, the new race on the calendar next year in, in Sydney in September. So they're the two big targets. Do they then look at the Inter Dominion at the end of next year, keeping in mind that the Inter Dominion next year in his own backyard right here in Brisbane? So... That could be a potential target as well. But the two big ones at this stage are going to be the Rising Sun and then the Eureka. And with Captain Ravishing, he's going to the Bonanza, then up to the Chariots of Fire at Menangle. So I wonder what, you know, after that, he could potentially head north to Queensland, maybe. Well, potentially, as it stands right now, they've also highlighted the Eureka and why not? It's worth a, uh, a stack of money. So that could be, at this stage, the likely landing spot where we get to see these two horses clash again. But that's a long way away, Steve. That's uh, just under 12 months away. So maybe if we've got some uh, crafty officials and uh, the owners are keen to come to the other table together, maybe this could happen. But where and when, that's going to be the uh, the big question. Mm, it'd be great to see. I asked you this question, Darren Clayton, if they clashed... Over 2,200 metres in this match race. Which one would start favourite? Which one would win? Oh, geez. Yeah, good morning, Steve. That's a tough one straight off the bat. I guess it would... A match race, you're always looking at, at where they would position. I think... Um, I think if Leap to Fame was in front, he'd be able to control Captain Ravishing and be able to, you know, make him earn it. Um, you go the other way around, perhaps... Captain Ravishing might just be able to to have that sort of speed that he's got, but um, you know, there's, he was brilliant the other night, Captain Ravishing, that's for sure. But um, you know, I, I'm still firmly with Leap to Fame. I think he's he's a great horse, and anything beyond that 2200 of um, that Captain Ravishing won there last week in that race, I, I think. You know, it goes further in the favour of Leap to Fame. Yeah, it would be interesting. As you said, if Leap to Fame even led in a match race, he'd just sit in his, in his slipstream, wouldn't he, right behind him and try and outspread him on the way home. It'd be very exciting, Chris, wouldn't it? It would be. Steve, I'll ask you the question. Where would the best place be to stage a match race between these two horses? Do you meet in the middle in Sydney, given, you know, that Leap to Fame's a Queenslander, Captain Ravishing and a Victorian? So do you stage it on neutral ground... Do you go to a track like Menangle, which is big, spacious, 1,400 metres, or 
you just try and take it anywhere you can get it, whether it be in Queensland, in Victoria. Where would you like to see it and which way would you go between those two? Well, I'm thinking of you because I know it's something you'd probably dream of. Chris calling Leap to Fame a captain in a two-horse race. And I would definitely be there that night with bells on if that ever happened at Albion Park. Um, So obviously I'm biased, but yeah, I'd love to see it in Brisbane. But just great to see it happen even anywhere. But Yeah, I've got to ask Darren, when was the last time that harness racing had a match race? It'd be a long time ago. It used to be... Not a regular thing, but it, it certainly happened in this industry. But it'd be a long time since we've had uh, a match race, especially of this sort of magnitude. Yeah, definitely. And I know there's been races where there's ended up with just two horses in it. And I guess the most recent time here in Queensland, we had, I think it was Alleluia and Bling It On in a Breeders' Crown heat, um, where there was only two horses in it. But an actual dedicated match race. Jeez, you got me there, Chris. Mm. Uh, what about Pure Steel? Was he in one? Yeah, well, something was sort of thinking Perth, Steve, so I think you might be on the right track there. Yeah, perhaps uh, perhaps that was the case. But I think, you know, we look back to the fact that there was plenty of talk around Ride High and Lock and Varart having a match race um, some time back. And I guess we sort of missed a little bit of an opportunity there with Ride High uh, retiring and we've lost Lock and Varart to the state. So, um, like you said there before, you know, just getting an administrator who's prepared to get it going and, you know, really step out of the square a little bit and set mm. something up, get the right money. If the money's there, I'm sure both parties would be up for it. Yeah. And, Steve, you touched on this yesterday where, you know, the the Dominion, which starts tomorrow night, has lost its sort of, um, um, you know, touch almost to a degree. So the sport's craving... A, a big moment, a big special moment to put itself back on the big, uh, you know, stage. Well, it can't get any better than this. A clash between these two absolute superstars. Absolutely, yeah. It was 1980, Chris, by the way, that match race, Pure Steel, and it sat Nova at Gloucester, yeah. and they hit the line together. Yeah, OK. So that's what... Uh, that's 40, 42 years ago. Mm. I remember it well. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I wish, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we like Gay Adam and Rufus Youngblood, those sort of clashes, you know. I know that yeah. wasn't a match race, but, you know, where two star horses come together, you know, mm. and draw away from the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, speaking of WA, we've got a big Group 1 mares race tonight. I just want to go through this race with Tab. It's the Westral Mares Classic. We're over the longer journey, 2,536 metres, and this is open here for the mares. The favourite is the Amber Hare at 310, open to 320 now, 310. Miss Limelight, 350, in from 380. Angel in White, $6. Um, pretty steady at that mark. 18 carats being the big drifter, 420 out from 340. And then we're going out to the likes of El Sippy's Delight, American Armour. They're both at $13. They have been specced, in particular, American Armour. They went up at $51, now 13 So... Punters have uh, certainly found some value there in that runner. But the favourite for that race there tomorrow, uh, tonight, it's race five, is the Amber Hair. Don't forget tonight, also at Perth, race seven, Prince of Pleasure steps out. He's unbeaten for the Hall Stable, chasing seven in a row, $1.25. So that race comes through at 10.53, around uh, the same time the last race at Albion Park tonight. So He's well worth checking out. Gary Hall Sr. said he's the best horse in his stable right now, ability-wise, and they're going to look towards the Cups just around the corner. So the Fremantle WA Pacing Cups, who knows, that new slot race, he would be an ideal target for uh, someone that owns a slot as well, Prince of Pleasure. 
And as far as race four is concerned tonight, not a bad field here. The favourite, Diego, speaking of the hall stable, $1.80. Matty Brown takes the drive. Uh, no when to run, three sixty. Five dollars about Wild West, uh, who is the former WA Pacing Cup winner. So that's a big program tonight coming through from the West. Ten races there starting at uh, 7.55 Queensland time. Darren, I want to focus on Albion Park tomorrow night. This is a really good card coming through at uh, headquarters tomorrow night. A couple of really good races. I want to go straight to the free-for-all race seven. Who starts favourite here between Northview Hustler and Mac Da Vinci? Northview Hustler gate one, Mac Da Vinci the opposite end of the track gate seven. Yeah, you you got to go with the, the gate advantage there to Northview Hustler, Chris. Um, I think he might uh, get into a shade of red figures there. Um, I don't think he'll be too short, but um, definitely be thereabouts. Mac Da Vinci, well, we've spoken about how he got the golden ticket that wasn't the golden ticket. Um, he gets gate seven here. It's going to be hard for him out there. We've seen how often in Queensland... And for a long period of time now, we haven't had a standout free-for-all performer in terms of a horse that can just turn up week in, week out and get the job done regardless of barrier. They're all pretty much at that level now where it's barrier draw dependent and that puts it firmly in the favour of Northview Hustler here. You know, his run in the um, Queensland Cup was pretty good. He drew gate 11 on that occasion. He was wide off the track. It was always going to be a tough ask from out there. And then... Um, last week in the race won by Big Wheels, Northview Hustler had drawn gate six. So um, it was they were in single file order, and he was, um, you know, he was at the back of the bus, so to speak. And you know, his sectionals were still really good. He gets the chance to lead. He's a um, good gate speed horse, and 2100 won't worry him. So I think Northview Hustler can uh, get the job done as the favourite there. Uh, Mac Da Vinci, obviously a, a big threat there out in Gate 7, but uh, you know he's going to have to be at his very, very best to defy that gate over that middle trip. Okay, that's going to be a good contest tomorrow night uh, at Albion Park. And for those wondering, Mac Da Vinci, there was that temptation of getting him down to Melbourne. The reason why he's not starting in the Inter-Dominion tomorrow night, just the logistics. Uh, he couldn't find a, a friend to go with him on the plane, so therefore, I think Connections were looking at a cost of around $18,000 to get him down to Melbourne. And then they had to pay that uh, late entry fee as well. So there was plenty of costs uh, involved there. And uh, once they sort of worked out the logistics, they just saw it probably not worth it. So that's why he stayed in town and he remains in Brisbane, Mac Da Vinci. The two other highlight races for mine tomorrow night, Darren, on this Albion Park program, are late in the card. It's races 9 and 10. These are these Alderman Tool races. We've got the three-year-olds and the two-year-olds. They're good money races. Let's start with race 9, which is the three-year-old. Tim's a trooper, the Dixon train runner. He's back from Sydney. He went down in that Group 1 final behind Mahomes here. Does he start odds-on, or will punters get black figures about him tomorrow night? Uh, I... I thought Black Figures would be on offer. He does have the second line options. He's the only runner off the second line, but uh, I think there's enough off the front line that will certainly make him earn it. And, and in particular, Magic Moment with how she went uh, last time out, or two starts ago against her own age, and that one at that three-year-old feature, she would just come up just a, a fraction short where she absolutely rattled home behind Uptown Beach Girl and then last week she beat the open mares from gate seven so um, I can really see her firing off early and getting across to the front and um, you know Tim's a trooper he's, he's probably got 
you know, he's got the form lines to certainly start in red figures. Three starts back, uh, third to leap to fame in that Tamworth track record where he sat 1-1. One, one. Um, he followed that up with a win in a three-year-old race at Albion Park um, off the back of a little bit of a, a let-up. That was uh, you know, two months between runs. And then second in that New South Wales Breeders' Challenge, as you mentioned, behind Mahomes, just got collared late. But, uh, geez, you, you wouldn't mind having a second stringer like that. 31 starts, mm. eight wins, over 250,000. So I think we'll get black figures, but I still think he wins the race regardless. But uh, I've marked him um, a $2 chance. It can probably just maybe get into shades of odds on. Okay. The other question with that race tomorrow night, how do you map it? Who's the leader here in this race over the mile? Yeah, I thought Magic Moment would get to the front. We know Racy yeah. Roxy is a is a good beginner out of gate one and I guess being a stable mate of uh, Tim the Trooper, um, you know... Sounds like we've lost him, Chris. Mm, I'm trying getting back there, but uh, yeah, that's an interesting race there tomorrow night, Steve. It's race nine, so Tim's a trooper. Will start favourite. It's just a matter of what sort of price we're going to get. Will he go up odds on, or do we get black figures? Darren inclined to think we will get black figures. So that's going to be interesting. That comes through at nine forty-seven. It's over the mile, so that's a good race. And mm. race ten tomorrow night, if we can get Darren back, he's I'm back keen with to us. get his. He's. Well, I'm keen to get his thoughts here on race ten. So this is the two-year-old feature. Early scratching is Whisper a Secret. The Dixon stable to the four here. They got half the field, four of the eight runners. Bold mentally juge on Free Thinker, Cheerleader, and Ark and Wicked. So give us your thoughts on race 10 tomorrow night, Darren. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened there. But, yeah, the, uh, race 10. Geez, Bold Medley Jujon's been impressive uh, in his two wins. Uh, he had to chase in that race that was won by cheerleader. Uh, there was only the small field, the field of four, and it was just a sprint home. And Bold Medley Jujon, he was good to the line in that. He's been pretty impressive in both runs since. I think uh, he, he should be too good again. Moves into gate three with the early scratching. Um, that scratching of Whisper a Secret, he probably was the one horse that I thought... Uh, was a chance of upsetting Bold Medley Jujon, so he comes out now. So um, it looks from the draw, uh, his main danger is all drawn to his outside Bold Medley Jujon, so he should certainly be hard to beat. Cheerleader, she's going well, five in a row now, this filly. Um, bit of a late starter, missed the triads and only sort of come in for the consolation, and she's been unbeaten since. So gate seven certainly makes it tough for her. Ark and Wicked, he was good first up against the older horses, so. And the tax collector, he's resuming. So, um, But they're all drawn wider. And Bold Medley Jujon, he looks a very smart type. And I think he makes it three on the bounce, completes the hat trick there in race 10. The Dixon Stable have got a lot to look forward to next year with these two horses. Bold Medley Jujon, you would have to think uh, by uh, our carnival time July next year, he's going to be coming into his own. He looks uh, quite a, uh, a big, raw, inexperienced green youngster right now. But... The obvious thing is the engine, and that's, uh, you know, plain and simple to see. And cheerleader, how good do you reckon this filly could be? Could she potentially become our best filly next season, Darren? From what I've seen in the, in the two-year-old filly stakes, certainly, Chris. I think, um, you know, she had trialled in, in pretty good fashion, uh, ready for her first up effort. She was just, um, she was, like I said, a bit of a late beginner. We didn't see her until late July. The triads, um, you know were out of reach by then 
Um, she did go around in one of the heats, but that was at just her second start, and she was able to run fourth in that race. Um, she then won the consolation, or won a maiden, and then the consolation, and has gone unbeaten since. I think she's furnishing into a very nice horse. Um, by always be Mickey, and out of a, a very good mare in Cherish the Moment. So uh, I think she's going to develop even further once she goes for a little bit of a let-up, which I would suggest perhaps could be after this week. Um, just the way everything sort of lines up, goes around in this bigger money race and perhaps goes for a break. Mm. It's really good uh, to see that talent on display. Uh, it's just at the uh, the back end of that meeting tomorrow night, so very late into the night. 11 races there, 5.29. Where do we find your best bet on that card? Yeah, well, I thought um, we could strike earlier in the night and I'm, I'm pretty keen on going back to the well with infatuation in race number one. Um, last time out sort of nothing back in the pack really got into the race um, better than diamonds was that runner infatuation made some late ground he grabbed third two starts back they just he'd drawn well for the first time and he just took the option of of taking the trail on the wrong horse and ended up getting carted out of it and uncle shank got off the fence and was able to win in that race i think he gets his opportunity here in this race to to really stamp his uh Stamp his name with a win. So race one, number one, infatuation. Okay, nice and easy. One by one, your best bed. Throw some numbers at me for the quaddy tomorrow night. Races five, six, seven and eight. Yeah, the first league race five, bit of a tricky one. A consolation of um, that final, which is race two, which I'm looking forward to. That'll be a real speed race, race two. But this quaddy, we've got number two, Brian Christopher on top. I uh, thought he might get his chance from the gate. Number seven, it's Cherokee Jack. Good winner, two starts back in the Bill Dixon race um, where he was sat parked and was too good. Throwing number one fast tracker from the gate and number eight major do it's probably the, the class runner, so it just depends where he gets out. So playing wide there, one, two, seven, eight. The second leg, race six, uh, got number five, a whole lot of Rosie on top. Good winner last week, um, too strong for them. That was in a second division mayor's qualifier. This is up to the, the normal mayor's qualifier and she should be able to take it again. It's not really that much harder. Uh, throw in number six, dancing to the beach. She's probably a knockout hope. Race seven, um, happy to go one out, I think, with Northview Hustler just from the gate. Like I said earlier, I think he just be able to control it and just be too good, um, just beat them on the clock any of the other runners. Throw in number seven, Mac Da Vinci, for a bit of insurance if you want to, but I'm going one out with number one. And the final leg's the Marburg to Albion final. Uh, three heats held at Marburg on Sunday. Um, always good races, these. I've got number three, Sister Bliss, on top, with not with much confidence. Does take on much more experienced rivals. Uh, number one, Tinge of Fear, got a win at uh, Albion Park. Four runs back and does get the gate. That's a big advantage. Number four, Nevada Yankee. He might just have the speed to get across, which could prove all the difference. And throw in also number nine, Williwar Lightning. He was the winner of the September Marburg to Albion series, and he won his heat there, leading all the way. So bring it home there with numbers one, three, four, and nine. Okay, so the numbers in total, one, two, seven, eight in that first leg, five and six into one, and then we come home with one, three, four and nine. The Darren Clayton dashboard, is that available via the RQ website? Not quite uh, ready to go just yet, but it will be in the next hour. It will be up and it's got that information there that uh, we talked about, the best bet, uh, the quaddy numbers, early and late quaddy. 
and um, yeah, it's got all that there, ready to go, and the drivers to follow, and the you know, if you want to be on a leader, who I think three guaranteed leaders might be that can win the races. Okay, well, that's all in front of us tomorrow night for Albion Park. That meeting tomorrow night coincides with the opening night of the Inter Dominion for 2022. We go to Ballarat for the uh, the first round of heats, regional venue. Races two through seven are the heats for the Pacers and the Trotters. Keen to get your thoughts here. We'll go through them race by race. Race two, heat one of the Trotters. The favourite is Just Believe, 195 out from 175. Queen Elite at 280 after opening at $4. So it's the market mover, and they're the main players here, six and nine. Any early thoughts on the first heat for the Trotters? Yeah, I'm with Queen Alita in that opening one. I thought her win in the um, in the Breeders' Crown Mares event was really good. Didn't have to do much. She she led and took them all away. I looked to her run two starts back um, at Melton, where she overcame outside the second line. Really hit the line strongly in that race. Of you know, it's not the same sort of level as she meets here, obviously. But uh, I think she's on the right um, right form lines and right trajectory to, to take that opening leg, Queen Alida. Okay, race three, which is heat two for the Trotters. Two major players here are the well-drawn pair of Majestuoso, who's been best back. $2 in from two twenty-five. The Kiwi Bolt from Brilliant, who arrived uh, earlier in the week. one ninety-five now, out from one sixty-five. Best of the rest, we're looking at Pink Galaz, who's also been easy. 13 out from 10. So the favourite here, Bold for brilliance, but the money runner is number one, Majestuoso. Yeah, Majestuoso will be second up from a spell. And it was interesting hearing the thoughts of Mick Gearin yesterday when he spoke to Steve and just how he said that, you know, he'd be, wouldn't think that Tony Hurley would want to engage too hard to, um, you know, burn across. He'll just wait and see. And if he gets there, well, then he'll roll. But um, yeah, I'd be happy enough to, to go with Majestuoso. A little bit of a concern, I think, perhaps just drawing in tight there. He's um, A lot of his runs have sort of been from wider gates, so sometimes you, you think you're on a good thing when you finally see an improved gate, but sometimes it can just work against him, especially if he gets a little bit, uh, a little bit cramped down there, but uh, I still think he should be right and he should be able to win that race majestuoso. Okay, so going with the, uh, the well-tried majestuoso in heat three, which is race four, the favourite here for the uh, Lara J stable is one overall at 170, in from 230. So it's been a really solid move here. Uh, Mufasa Metro, 260 out from 230. Naturally, with that support coming for one overall, he's been easy. Uh, best of the rest, we're looking at B4 Bacardi, $14 out from 750. He's the former Perth trotter. And the Queenslander, Majestic Harry, he's found support $26 now after opening at 41 So how do you see the final heat for the Trotters? Yeah, I'm happy enough to be with Mufasa Metro here. He chases the hat-trick of wins for John Justice. It's going to be a little bit tougher out there, um, gate 10 on the second line, but uh, I think he comes into this race with the right four lines. Again, he was a Breeders' Crown uh, winner at Melton. Um, he led all the way on that occasion from gate one. His previous win also when leading. So um, his better form is certainly when he's up on the speed. But I think there will be enough early speed in this to create a bit of tempo and him be able to get through. Beef for Bacardi is the interesting runner coming over to join Emma Stewart with that Perth form, that picket fence. So uh, all eyes on him. And, of course, Majestic Harry, the sisters.
Stephanie Graham now training Majestic Harry with Brittany Graham doing the driving tomorrow night. Yeah, that's race number four tomorrow night, coming through at 6.12 Queensland time. Just talking about Tony Hurley in that other race with Bold for Brilliance. No doubt you've seen the footage of him when he won with Pride of Petit back in 1997, the Adelaide Inter-Dominion Grand Final. Yeah, I was, I was there on track that night. Um, Seriously? That, right. I was there. That was the night that uh, Rainbow Knight beat our Savants a lot, but it's never been recognised. Hey. <laughs> uh, I still have never seen a developed print of that finish. I will swear black and blue till I die that Night Rainbow won that race. That interdominion. Jeremy McCall have called both of those uh, finals, and uh, he got it right. So uh, yeah. yeah, but that, that I may be talking. I may be talking through the pocket. Don't worry about that. Yeah, by the sound of it, Pride of Petit <laughs> off forty meters. It, it was a win, you know, just of all time. It was unbelievable what she did that night. So. Long time ago now. Time gets away. 1997. I digress. Let's go to race five tomorrow night, Ballarat. This is heat one of the pacing series. The favourite here is Mac Dan. He comes up with gate two and he's been best back. $2 into $1.60. They just move him back out to $1.70, but he's easily the best backed here. Act now. $4 out from $2.60. He's the stable mate. Expensive ego. Finding support. Open five fifty. He's now trading at four twenty, And then we go out to longer odds. So... The market mover is to Mac Dan with that good draw. Yeah, and how can you go against the, the Emma Stewart-Mark Pitt combo? They are just absolutely lethal at the moment. Mac Dan comes into this race after his Geelong Cup win two starts back. He led in that uh, in that race from gate one. Um, got a little bit uh, a little bit tired towards the end, but he was able to hold on it and take about a four-metre margin on that occasion. I can't see any reason why he doesn't get to the front and control this again. Uh, if he gets an easy lead, which he probably should from gate two, and um, I can't see too much there to soften him up, uh, I think it's just lead, lead and win, put in, put out job for Mac Dan. Expensive ego, he's going to need to work at some point from the second line. But, uh, you know, three heat series across the next week, they probably don't want to be burning too much just uh, in, the, in the first week, so in the first heat. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with Mac Dan at that short quote. OK, Heat 2, race 6. The favourite, Zeus Bromac, 3.40. Went up at 5.50. So he's got the call just over Honolulu Bay, 3.60 in from 3.80. And then we're looking at both Spirit of St. Louis, $5. Majestic Cruiser, 5.50. Um, Spirit of St. Louis has been easy. Uh, they're starting to chip away now at Majestic Cruiser, 5.50 after 6.50 was first bet. So the favourite now, Zeus Bromac. This looks fairly open, this heat. It does, Chris, and it's um, it's absolutely thrown me. This it, it's open and it's intriguing. You've got two scratchings in the one and the three now. Gillaby Nitro number fourteen will start from barrier one. Monomia number thirteen will start from barrier twelve. So the scratchings were horses one and three. Um, yeah, not really sure. Obviously, they come in for the scratched horses, but Monomia being an outside draw horse, so. Um, that throws it out. So Zeus Bromac will start from barrier four. Um, yeah, not not overly impressed with having to be on him as the favourite from that gate. Um, certainly he's going okay. We didn't see the best of him in two starts here in the winter in the Sunshine Sprint and Blacks of Fake. Um, I guess it all comes down to, to where he can position in the run. I'd, I'd be happy enough to, to play with Spirit of St. Louis here. I think... 
Um, it's a race where anything could happen, and if that's the case, probably in those situations go to the class runner, and he's probably the class runner in that race. Uh, Majestic Cruise is the interesting run inside the second line back from New Zealand, so where he positions in the run. If Cam Hart can get him off the fence like he did in that New Zealand Cup run, he's certainly up to winning that race. So um, not really fussed on, on a clear pick in that race, Chris. OK, and the last heat is race seven uh, for the Pacers tomorrow night. Better Eclipse, who we saw during the winter up here. He's the favourite, 2.15 after 2.40 was first bet. Others of interest here, like a wildfire who came up with the blanks of fake. He missed out. 3.50 in from 3.80. Uh, and then we've got I Cast No Shadow, 8.50 in from $12. Uh, Torrid Saint, 9.50 out from 7. Perfect Stride, 9 out from 7. So, again, there's a few chances here, but better Eclipse from the Ace Draw is best back. Yeah, and interesting, there's still black figures about for him, Chris. I really think he's a, a good bet at that price. I think he'll end up starting in red figures especially from that gate. He's had three runs back from a spell now. He's shown improvement at each one. Uh, last time out in the four- and five-year-old race, he drew uh, outside the second line there, and it was really strong to the line behind Act Now. We see Act Now go around in the earlier heat where he's drawn gate seven. But um, outside of those off the front line, I think Better Eclipse gets the right trip and um, you know, outside of him I think it's the weakest of the two heats or the three heats, sorry, and he gets every opportunity to maximise his points early on. Okay, so going the Better Eclipse there, for those wondering, the reigning Inter-Dominion champ, Bonsell Benjamin, he starts at that heat, he's at $151, so he's at long odds to feature in that first round of heats and probably long odds to uh, feature for the, the final as well. Uh, as far as the, the reigning trotting champion is concerned, he's now retired at Maori Law. So the reason, Steve, why there's no spice today is because he's on a plane headed to Melbourne because he's going to be down there for the series. So he's off to Ballarat tomorrow night to take in some action there. So we look forward to it. It's going to be a good card of racing. Uh, Ten in total, races two through to seven. They're the six heats of the Inter-Dominion series. After that, we go to uh, Shepparton next uh, Tuesday night for the second round of heat. So that's going to be uh, very interesting uh, once those fields are drawn up for uh, next week. So a lot to look forward to, Darren, no doubt. Yeah, certainly is. And um, over the next two weeks, but the three heats in the next week, they'll certainly be interesting and, and um, what horses can maximise their points early if there's any sort of blowouts. You know, that's your opportunity strike early and then just uh, sit back and, and hope you get through. Uh, we mentioned the, the Emma Stewart, Mark Pitt combination of how well they are going at the moment. And uh, you've set me some homework of finding out Mark Pitt. He's got 14 Group 1 wins to his name. 12 of those have been for Emma Stewart. The other two were his own, where he trained them himself when he was the trainer of She's All Rocks. He won the New South She's Wales. She's All Rocks, that's the one. New yeah. South Wales Oaks and Victoria Oaks double in 2018. His other 12, all for Emma Stewart. Good work. I knew you'd be able to find that out for me. So that is Mobile Rolling. Darren's best bet for the weekend is Albion Park, race one, number one infatuation. So get it nice and early, one by one. Steve, that's uh, the show for this morning. Uh, looking forward to a big weekend of harness racing action. We've got Albion Park racing tonight. It's a Sky 2 meeting. We start at 6.49 and uh, I'll talk to you in the morning.